Peace and blessings, peace and blessings for those who are listening. Uh, the actual program was starting about, I want to say about five minutes. So um, we're going to, you're going to hear us doing some preliminary things before then. So we want you to just hang on with, for those who are listening to the recording, you can just fast forward it five minutes into the recording. Here. Okay. Okay, so we doing some sound checks. We doing some sound checks, guys. Yeah. Okay. Let me get ready to post in the uh In the group page. Okay, you guys got the format. You guys got the format down. Yeah, y'all remember? Yeah. You remember? You remember who goes first, second, third? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Who's that doing? Who's that doing dishes in the background? Y'all got to. Y'all got to meet. Y'all got to meet y'all back. Uh, it's not me. <laughs> okay, Sister Savannah, you got to mute your background, darling. My background is muted. We hearing dishes. Somebody's doing dishes or something. <laughs> I was I was like tapping it away. Like, hold up. I'm going to go give me a bottle of water. Hold on. <laughs> Dang. Mm -hmm. You hear all that? that Okay, guys, we got two minutes. Everybody sounds good. I'm going to go ahead and call in from my um, home phone so that the people online on the on the live can hear you. Okay. Um, Crystal, you can start hitting up the truth hour to call in. You can hit up the team truth hour to call in. Here, I'm going to put, you can copy that. I just put it in Reboot Your Faith inbox. You can copy that and just put it right in team truth hour and ask them to call in. Okay. Okay, ladies, gentlemen, can you hear me?
Yes. Yeah, I got your brother Ice. All right, Savannah. Is our sister back here? Yeah, 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 I'm here. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and go live right. I can hear you. I'm gonna go ahead and go live right now and hit the live button for Facebook. So remember, once I hit live, um, you guys can go to the Facebook. I'll mute you guys. You guys can go to Facebook and then start sharing it. So here I won't it is. get okay. cut off, right? No. Okay, because I'm on with Savannah. Yeah, all you just got to do is just go to your Facebook page and then just and go to the um, Truth Hour page and start sharing. That's it. Okay. Peace and blessings, everyone. Peace and blessings, peace and blessings, peace and blessings. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Reboot Your Faith. Again, thank you for tuning in to another edition of Reboot Your Faith here on POET Radio. Mm -hmm. And we have another explosive show, and we try to bring real conversation and real discussion um, to those of us who are in the truth. And you don't even necessarily have to be um, one who is a member of the Israel of God or or even um, the same faith that um, that we have, you know, and we are prescribed to be Bible-based Christians. Um, we just want everybody to get involved, to get the discussion to start, and then maybe by way of us communicating with one another, we may find that we have some things in common, and then we can reason with one another with the book, brothers and sisters, and that's what this thing is all about. So I want to say happy Sabbath to you. Um, please let us know where you are watching from. Please let us know where you are watching from. And also, brothers and sisters, if you could share this live feed, I would definitely appreciate that. Also, if you could share this live feed, start your watch parties. I am doing the same thing that I am asking you to do. Brother Raymond Bentley, let everybody know where you're tuning in from. Sister Shatia, let everybody know where you are watching from and tuning in from. Uh, you may hear some feedback because I am sharing right now. So you may hear some feedback. So uh, disregard the fee feedback for right now as we are getting into our lesson and asking people to come on and inviting people to come on. All right? And I want to say happy Sabbath to each and every one of you. Peace and blessings. Let's see who we got out there. We got California in the building. Uh, Shatia is from uh, Pennsylvania. I mean, uh, yeah, Pennsylvania. Sister Hadassah is from Barnwell, South Carolina. Did I miss anybody? James. Jones, please let everybody know where you're tuning in from. Lakeisha, please let everybody know where you're tuning in from also as well. I want to welcome everybody, everybody, everybody. Welcome. And um, this is a show that we have on the Sabbath day. Um, and then the opposite Saturday of this, we have the youth show. 
which I am so happy that the youth show have become so successful, brothers and sisters, along with this show right here, Reboot Your Faith. It gives you a chance to call in. It's not the conventional teaching lessons that we normally do on Tuesdays. You can call in. You can be interactive. You can give your opinion. We can hear your voice. And that's what this is all about, brothers and sisters. So now that the text messages have gone out, now that the lesson has been or, or, or the show has been shared, and I want to just make sure that all those things are in order. Before we actually start, I just want to make sure all those things are in order. Before we start, there we go. It was one more that I hadn't sent out, but it is out right now, and we are ready, brothers and sisters, to bring on our lovely and beautiful host. And also, I'm going to put the phone number in the comment section because we want you to call in, all right? Now, today's discussion is when you went to share this truth with your family and your friends and your loved ones, when you went to share that truth with them and they rejected that truth coming from you, how did you feel about that? And how were you able to deal with it? That's what we're going to talk about, brothers and sisters, today. Um, and this is something that we all go through, because once we learn this thing, we get all excited about it. We want to share it. We want to talk to people about it. Um, and um, some, some of the closest people to us are not as receptive to this new truth, even if you can show them proof. So... Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring on our host right now. We have Sister Savannah, Brother Bakersman, and we have also Sister Crystal Wells. So let me go ahead and bring these brothers and sisters in and uh, talk to these brothers and sisters about this particular subject right here, and we call this the rejected and the despised. Again, the rejected and the despised. How did, you, how did it make you feel when your loved ones didn't want to listen to what you had to say, this new truth that you were bringing to them? So let's go ahead and bring on our host this afternoon, and we're going to first talk to Sister Savannah. How are you today, Sister Savannah? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. That's good. Um, let everybody know <laughs> a little bit about yourself, where you are from and uh, why this topic is so important today. Um, I am from Pittsburgh, and I am a part of Team Truth Always. The reason that this topic is so important today, in any day, is that um, when you first come into the truth you, and you find out all this knowledge about yourself, about where you're from, where you belong, you really find out who you really are you want to share it with everyone. And the first people you run to is your family and your close right. friends. And then uh, the, un, the unthinkable happens. They reject what you tell them. They don't want to right. hear what you have to say. So that's why this topic is so important because everyone that's in the truth, this happens to. There's no one in the truth that's ever brought something to someone and they didn't, they didn't reject it at first. It's, oh, it happens to everyone. So. 
That's why it's important. We should all talk about it. And we're going to get your personal story a little bit later in the middle of the show. And right now, let's go to Brother Bakersman. I'm going to ask you to speak up a little bit because we're actually in the midst of a storm here in Chicago. And um, I don't know if you guys can hear the rain hitting the window here. But um, if you could speak up a little bit, my brother, go ahead. How you doing? Uh, Brother Bakersman White um, from Louisiana, uh, living in Houston, Texas. this show uh, today is going to be uh, very important because what people fail to realize is uh, coming coming into the truth, um, the, fir- the first people that are going to pretty much um, kind of go against anything that you try to show or tell them is going to be your family. So mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, you know, it's going to hurt you more than anything because, you know, your mother, your father raised you, you know, you grew up with your brothers and sisters or, you know, maybe cousins, and these are the ones that you want to share to first because, you know, these are your loved ones, but they're not going to hear you. So it's going to really, you know, hurt you. You know, you're going to feel all alone. So I'm, you know, really looking forward to, you know, hearing a lot of people, you know, call in and and share their, you know, side of the story with uh, being rejected. All right. Also, let's go to our sister, Sister Krista Wells. I know that you've had a lot of experience with this, but just introduce yourself to the people, let them know where you are from, and tell them why it is so important to have this conversation today. Um, I am Sister Crystal, and I am Peter calling from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I think this is a very important topic to speak on today because as we all see that it's very important because we all go through this. We all have been through it. We all deal with it. And there are so many people that go through rejection and some just deal with it. Some never, you know, try to uh, find ways to get past it or, you know, they just never speak on it. But I think we need to speak on this because it affects a whole lot of people by not speaking on it. And so we're here today to try to uh, bring a little light to this and show you how uh, there's ways to uh, go through this and how we can come out of this. And um, it's just very hard because being rejected and being despised is tough. It, It really is. And so, you know, I just want to say that, you know, something here today, hopefully, it would help you as you go through uh, your walk with rejection and being despised. All right, everybody, it is 10 minutes into the show. It is 410. We are done with our introductions. It is time to go into the phone lines. Um, but we let, just let us um, reintroduce the title and the subject of this particular segment of Reboot Your Faith. I believe this is episode five. And we're talking about the rejected and the despised. The rejected and the despised. Um, How how did you feel um, when you brought this truth to your loved ones and they rejected it coming from you and you knew that you had the truth? Your eyes were wide open. You were in this book called the Bible. Your understanding, the light had shone on your understanding. You were like, man, I got to show my mama this. I got to show my brother, my sister this. I got to show my girl, my, my boy this. 
And when you went to them, they said, well, ma'am, you going to you going to church on Saturday? What, what you a seven-day Adventist? You in some kind of cult? What, you don't need no pork? You don't need no caffeine? What, God said you everything is clean. All you got to do is pray over it. What, and you showed them the truth. And they couldn't accept it coming from you. And maybe somebody else came behind you and said something to them. And they accepted it from them. Let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Call us. We're going to ask you three things. We're going to ask you to state your name. We're going to ask you where you are from. And then we're going to ask you what your comment is in regards to this subject today, the rejected and the despised. Let's go to 803-387. Call us. State your name and where you're calling from. 803-387. You are live on the air. State your name. And if you're just listening, just say, hey, I'm just listening. Hi, this is Sister Hadassah calling from Barnwell, South Carolina. Hey, Sister Hadassah. How are you today? Doing well. How's everyone? Man, it's it's beautiful. You know, um, in the midst of the storm, God is still good, sis. We got a question for you that's on the table. When you try to share this truth of the word of God, with your loved ones, and they rejected it, how did it make you feel? First of all, give us your story. What happened? Well, when I um, first learned the truth, um, like, like I talked about the, through the um, last radio show, it was through my oldest sister. But once I latched on to it, it's like she was having the studies, but she really wasn't applying it, or so mm-hmm. to speak. So it was like, so now she don't speak to me. Really? Really. So, wow. you know, it, it, it's like I come from a large family. I'm number 10 out of 12. Mm. And I'm the only one that's in the truth. So okay, it's so like, when you when you learn this truth, and I'm gonna go back to the to the topic, when mm-hmm. you learn this truth and you begin to share it with your family and your friends, what was the response like on that end? Now that you have it, your sister introduced you to it. Now you're beginning to share it with the ones you love and the ones that were closest to you. What was the feedback you got from them? Well, like you said, for, um, like. Mostly everyone, you know, they say that you're in a cult. Um, you you was born a Baptist. How are you going to change now and say you're going to worship on the, on, the, on the Sabbath, on Saturday? And any issue that comes up, you know, it's, it's always she's crazy, so she don't even know what she's talking about. So it's been like that. So it's like. That's why I look forward to being with my spiritual family because the fleshly family has, like, really shunned me because of the truth. Now, how, how did it make you feel, and how did you deal, how are you dealing with it? Well, um, it was a lot of nights that I cried because, you know, it was, it was really hurtful, the things that they were saying and doing. And so it, through prayer, fasting, just crying about it, crying out to the Father because, I mean, you grow up with, 
your family, your, you know, your siblings, and you try to tell them the truth, and because you're telling them the truth, they showing you this hate. It's, right. it's it's really it's really hard. So you have to rely on your spiritual family as well as staying in the words and staying in prayer because that's the only thing that's going to bring you through. Because that's how, that's what that. helps. That's what helps me. I appreciate that. And all the hosts that's on this show, please um, check your inboxes on the Reboot Your Faith inbox because I'll be sending you messages all throughout the show. But I do want to go to the host at this particular time. And I'm going to ask the host to go ahead and comment on what you're saying. The sister said that she um, cried often from the rejection that she suffered from going to her family, trying to share this truth with them. And this is why she gravitates more towards her spiritual family. And I want to say, sister, I, I, I love you and thank you so much for being a part of your family, Truth Hour. Uh, you know, we are bonded in this word. We are bonded in Jesus. And um, ain't nothing you can do about, you know, um, the love that we got for you, sis, because we do love you. Ain't nothing you can do about it. So <laughs> let's love go you ahead and go. Thank you so much. Let's go ahead and go to our sister Savannah. Uh, what is your feedback on our sister's um, comment on how she was rejected by those whom she loved when she learned the truth and began to share the truth with them? Oh. First of all, Sister Hadassah, thank you for sharing your story. Uh, I can definitely relate, and I understand exactly how you feel. One thing, that, one thing I can say about it is that the Lord tells us that we're going to lose our, our actual family, and we're going to gain a whole new family when we come into this truth. So with that being said, you, you know, your spiritual family is always going to be there for you, and we're always going to help you walk through this truth. So we just have to keep that in mind. Um, but... You know, I'm glad that you was able to pray about it and keep your mind on the word and you didn't let that discourage you and walking away from the truth. So praise God. Praise God. Absolutely. Brother Bakersman? Yes, uh, I want to say I know exactly how you feel, sister, because uh, I've I've dealt with the same thing, you know, coming into the truth. And uh, like I said, it's always going to start with family first. And it, it, it hurts you, you know, that rejection, you know what I'm saying, makes you feel like an outcast. It, it, it makes you feel, you know, it makes you feel weak and, and unwanted. And like you say, you felt shunned, you know, by family. And that's 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 the world, you know. That's, that's our fleshly, you know, fleshly family and everything like that. But at the end of the day, they're, they're not the ones that can, you know, that can save us. You know, that that's why we have to stay grounded in connected, you know, to our spiritual family. And I just have a scripture that I I, uh, I want to share uh, with you real quick from Matthew's chapter uh, 11, verses 28 through 30. Um, with that rejection, you know, like I said, it makes you feel weak. So uh, starting at verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So with putting in that, that work, you know what I'm saying, that, that we do on a daily basis, what we're doing, you know, dealing with people is hard, but what we're doing for Christ is, is, is easy. It's easy. 
Uh, let's go ahead and go to Sister Crystal Wells, my sister. Um, yes, um, I have been, you know, I understand uh, Sister Hidasa, um, and I, you know, I know how it is um, to be rejected uh, with family trying to give word, trying to get this, give them this truth. Um, and once you get it, you're so excited and, you know, you just want to tell everybody that you know. And like we always say, we start with family first, and those are the first ones to reject us. And so I know how you feel. And, you know, I just i am thankful that you knew to go to the Word, uh, you know, and pray about it and everything. And it makes you come with you in the world alone, but you're never alone. God is there and your spiritual family is there, and we will be there for you. We will be there for each other because we all have experienced that. So, you know, I'm just saying just, you know, just keep your head up and keep praying about it, and, you know, and God would, you know, he will work on them. And uh, I just pray that you will continue to be strong and have strength. All right. Thank you so much, Sister Hadassah. We got a lot of callers on the line, but we want you to definitely stay on and listen. Um, let's go ahead and go to the next caller. We got 708-392. The question on the table is this. When you walked into this truth and you began to share it with your family members, your friends, your coworkers, those whom you love, and you begin to get rejected by them, how did it make you feel, and how did you deal with that rejection? Call us. State your name and where you're calling from, 708-392, 708-392. This is the Brother Messenger. What's going on, Ice? Hey, Brother Messenger. How you feeling, my brother? Man, I'm doing all right, bro. Doing all right. Well, well we, know you, we know you got a lot of experience with this because uh, Brother Messenger comes out of the Sunday church. And um, what, about two years ago, um, you came on board with the Truth Hour two or three years ago. And um, the brother began to, you know, learn that we're not supposed to be celebrating Christmas. We're not supposed to be celebrating Easter. We're not supposed to be, you know, it's a lot of things that uh, my brother began to be awakened to. But brother, when you started sharing that truth, with those whom you love. Tell us what that was like, my brother. Well, man, let me tell you, it was a lot of pushback. You know what hmm. I'm saying? It was a lot of hurt feelings and things of that nature because, again, you know, traditionally we've done these things for years and years, um, and I guess that was the real issue. You know what I'm saying? When you do things traditionally and not having learned what actually you're supposed to be doing, and now somebody comes along and blows that whole thing up, you know what I'm saying, with the truth, and it, it's the undisputed truth because it's written in his word, you know what I'm saying, it's almost like, man, you gotta, you, you can't not do it because now you know the truth, and but at the same time, it's like, wow, how am I going to give all of this up, you know what I'm saying, and again, what what I've learned during this experience is, you know what I'm saying, because I came into the truth and I came into the understanding, you know what I'm saying, I have to lead by example. And at first I was just cut and dry, cut everything out, everything, just like, but 
I wasn't patient with my family members, you know what I'm saying, with my wife, with my children. God said it, that's it, that, we ain't doing it no more, end of discussion. But God don't operate like that. He, he got me to see it. He got me into the truth, you know what I'm saying? And, Ice, I guess you say this all the time. We got to be patient with those whom we love, you know what I'm saying? So I had to actually go back and apologize to my children and my wife for abruptly interrupting all of what they knew without giving them the evidence and the facts of why I even changed uh, my position on it. So um, it is very easy when you're when you're seeking the word of God, when you're constantly daily seeking the word of God, seeking the truth, and you are a truth seeker, you know what I'm saying, those that are around you may not be there yet. They may not be in that position where they're trying to find everything that God says to do right so that they can secure their salvation. Um, and what looks good to them, you know, uh, again, like he said, I grew up in the church, you know, 40 years, man, 40 years plus. And, again, none of what I'm learning now has ever been taught in the church. None of it. Mm -hmm. And now, again, myself and Brother Brother Black Ice, you know, we are both licensed, ordained ministers ourselves. And I'm so glad that I'm on this side of the truth now that I was ordained in the truth. I wasn't ordained in the regular Sunday church. I, I, I was ordained on the real Sabbath day, on Saturday. I was ordained, you know what I'm saying, under knowing the knowledge and wisdom and understanding of what's actually written in the book. So for that, Brother Ice, I have to, you know what I'm saying, thank you publicly because, my brother, you know what I'm saying, you invited me to be your co-host on a Truth Hour Bible show, and... um you began to teach me doing the research. You began to show me how to do the research, here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept, all stuff I never even heard of before. You know what I'm saying? Again, some of the stuff you were saying, I was like, I don't know about that, man. You know, I was giving Ice some pushback, but as he began to teach the lesson and I began to read it for myself because I am the reader it was almost like God strategically placed me as the reader so that it can't be said that I read it. I read it for myself. Right. Right. So, brother, I, I mean, you know, we just got to be patient with those whom we love, and everybody is not going to jump at this truth and, and, and turn from their ways. Um but we continue to pray for them, continue to give them, you know what I'm saying, that covering um, as we continue to seek the truth and get the truth, and um, God will do the rest. I'm going to go ahead and bring on Sister Savannah now to comment on the things that you said. And it, 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 just, it was very powerful because a lot of times we do rush our family, you know, and we don't allow them the time that was afforded to us. You know, we didn't get right. here overnight, you know. Sister Savannah, what's your comment? Amen, Brother Messenger. I, I just thank the Lord that he He awakened you and brought you to the truth. You are such a powerful influence to this truth and to the Bible show Truth Hour. But I completely agree with you wholeheartedly. We do have to, we, we have to be patient with our family and with our friends. And, you know, being in this truth and finding out who you are, that does happen. So I... All praises to the Lord for just waking you up and bringing you to this truth. And I and I 
uh, thank him tremendously for not allowing you also to get discouraged and walk away because your family, your friends might have rejected you and didn't want to listen to you. So all praises, all praises to the most high. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, my brother. We're going to go ahead and go to the next caller. That was our brother, Messenger, who is the co-host on the Bible Show Truth Hour, and we hold that on every Tuesday. So if you're just tuning in to anything on the Truth Hour Network for the first time, then definitely come to Bible class with us on Tuesday as we hold um, our classes at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Let's go ahead and go to our next caller. We have... 
you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when those evil spirits start coming around and anger and, and those things start building up in a person, you got to be able to recognize it, which was what the lesson was the week before, recognizing the spirit of Satan. So, brother, uh, go ahead and continue. I just want to interject that. Yeah, because I didn't want to misquote the title, so that's why I knew it was something like that, but I'm glad you clarified it. Look, I had to go back on YouTube, brother, and look at it myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, anyway, uh, I, I, I just, if, if I could just admit, you know, my, uh, new, I'm in a learning stage, and like uh, a few of the people said that spoke before me, it's about seeking the truth, and the thing that is, is mostly uh, 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 a touch in my spirit is that the different opinions are a different, uh, uh, how would I say, different opinions or different analogies are way people examine the truth, are way it's revealed to you. And a lot of people try to use uh, their opinions in accepting the way they're comfortable with. So the number one thing that comes up with me speaking to people about the Sabbath day is, well, that's, that was then, that is not now. Then when I bring up about that uh, man changed the day, that the Bible never changed the day, and then that God says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then yeah. they come up with the, uh, with the scripture about where it says that, uh, the Lord says that the Sabbath was made for man and, uh, and man not for the Sabbath, if I'm quoting that right. And it says mm-hmm. that basically if you worship in God, you really worship God every day of your life, which I agree with that. But uh, most of them try to push back that as long as you set out one day for God, then you are right. So they kind of rebuck the Sabbath day by saying, well, okay, most of the churches start worshiping on Sunday, but it's still they're holding out a day for God. So that's what I get back on that. Now, as far as my family is concerned, they um, they don't necessarily uh, disagree with me in my search for truth because they've seen my journey from different stages of my life. But every time I come up to realize something more different that clarifies more of what it's happening today and what's going on. They always say, well, Dad, come on now. You, now you now you into this and you're learning this. I say, well, if I'm learning, I have to keep my mind open. I can't close my mind to something I misunderstand or reject something because I don't understand something. Mm-hmm. Well, so I that's what share. happens to me. I, I want to share, and I'm, and I'm glad that um, you were able to get something out of the Truth Hour Bible Show this past Tuesday, and I'm glad that, um, you know, um, you are patient, knowing and understanding that, you know, just as well as um, you are working, <laughs> that Satan is working also uh, behind the scenes also as well, trying to prevent you from getting to, you know, your family, you know. And so I just wanted to share um, a couple of things with you real quick before we go to Brother Bakersman and his comment. Um, In the book of 1 John, the third chapter, it lays out the definition of what sin is. And it says, whosoever committeth sin 
transgresses also the law or breaks also the law. For sin is the transgression or the breaking of the law. So now you got law and then you got sin. So if there is no more law, then there is no more sin, right? So let's go now to the book of Exodus, the 20th chapter, and let us read the law real quick. Because, again, the law has to still exist if sin still exists. So when we go to the law, and that is the Ten Commandments, it says, Exodus 20, I'm going to start at 1. It says, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods beside me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down, bow down thyself unto them, nor serve them, for the Lord thy God am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children unto the third and the fourth generation of them that hate me. Now, we agree that we're not supposed to have any idols, right, or put another God beside God. That's in the Ten Commandments, right? Let's start at verse verse 8. Well, actually, I'm not going to even deal with verse 8. Let's deal with verse 12. It says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth you. We both agree that we still have to honor our mother and our father, right? It's in the law. Verse 13, Thou shalt not kill. We still agree that that exists, except in the process of war or defending yourself. But it's talking about murder when it says kill. We still agree that that's a law that we must obey. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thyself. We all agree that we must still do those things. But wait a minute. Let's go back up. If we can agree to all those things, that they are still valid and that we still must do those things, then why are we so willing to skip verses 8 through 11? And I'll read those. It says, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And in the book of Genesis, the second chapter, it says that the Sabbath day was the seventh day of the week. It says, six days shall thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath day of the Lord, thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is, that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all, uh, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. So again, brothers and sisters, if we can obey the law talking about not killing, not committing adultery, not having any idols, then why can't we obey the law that we are mandatory to keep the Sabbath day? This is what makes you a Christian, brothers and sisters, or a follower of Jesus. Now, any of us can sit in a church and call ourselves a Christian, but sitting in a garage does not make you a car no more than sitting And the church makes you a Christian. It is our actions, brothers and sisters. I want to thank you so much for your call, uh, my brother. Thank you. You're welcome.
All right, all right. Brother Bakersman, I'm going to let you get the next one. Uh, spent so much time on that one. Let's go to um, 708-654, 708-654. Call us. State your name and where you're calling from. Black Ice, this is Chi-Chi calling from Linwood. Today I'm just listening. Okay, all right. No problem, Chi-Chi, but we thank you for always supporting um, the show and the talk and the conversation. We're going to go ahead and go to the host at this time. Let's go ahead to Sister Savannah. Sister Savannah, now it is time for you to share with the people your personal story as to when you came into the truth, when you began to share it, what happened. We're going to go ahead and turn it over to you, Sister Savannah. Okay. Uh, so when I first came into the truth, it was around Christmas time. And oh. when I immediately heard the truth, I was actually on my way to the store to buy a Christmas tree. Like somewhere around within that same week, I was headed and made plans to go to the store to buy a Christmas tree. And I heard the truth. I was like, eh. I was like, no more Christmas celebration. So I immediately, like, started throwing out all my Christmas decorations. My kids, my oldest son, he didn't understand why I was doing this. So I had to sit him down and explain to him why I was making these changes, why we wasn't celebrating Christmas no more. So it was actually kind of hard for him to deal with um, and for him to accept why we wasn't celebrating Christmas. So that took some time with me explaining it to him and telling him why and letting him read the Bible with me and et cetera. So then I took it to my sister and my mom, my newfound knowledge of why we're not supposed to celebrate Christmas and all the other holidays that came along. And they immediately was like, oh, no, that's your belief. I'm not, I'm not listening to what you're saying. I don't believe it. Even when I showed them scriptures out of the Bible, they still didn't believe it. So when I was rejected by my sister, because she's my closest family member, I'm always talking to her on the phone. We're always doing stuff together. So when she rejected me, I felt like it was the end of the world. I almost broke down and crying. I just couldn't understand why she didn't want to hear what I had to say, especially about the truth of God. I thought she loved God and believed in God. I was starting to doubt that she even believed in God because she didn't want to hear what I had to say. Like I felt like a mixed array of emotions when I, when I took the truth to my sister as well as to my mom and any, any other family member. But my sister was the main one that I was just, like, devastated because I just couldn't believe that she would reject me and what I was bringing to her. Um, I even broke down to the Lord. I even cried and told him, I can't do this. It's too hard. It was just, it was just too much at first because I was just overwhelmed with the rejection. It was just it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, but... With all that being said, a scripture that came to mind that helped me overcome a lot of that was Luke um, 10 and 16. Hold on, let me turn to it. Luke 10 and 16, where he says, He that heareth you heareth me, and he that despises you despises me, and he that despises me despises him that sent me. So with that scripture, I always kept that in mind and just, you know, allow that to comfort me. Because it's not, it's not them that's not hearing you. It's they're not hearing the Lord. And the Lord is going to deal with them um, because they're not, they choose not to hear them. So I always think, I always keep that scripture in mind. So, All yeah, right. That's Let's pretty go much it with that. 
Let's go to Brother Bakersman. Brother Bakersman, when you came into the truth and you began to share it with your loved ones, those closest to you, um, what was that experience like? Um, most, most of us went through the rejection stage. What was that stage like? And um, how did you deal with it? Tell us your personal story. Make sure your phone is not on mute, Brother Bakersman. And I want to make sure that I don't have your phone on mute also as well. Let's see. Brother Bakersman? Hello? Yes. Yeah, yes. Go, go ahead, my brother. Uh yes, uh for me uh it also started out with the um uh, with the rejection. Um it started from uh from my older brother. That was probably the first person that I uh I wanted to talk to, you know, and share the truth with, you know, then with what I had I had found out cuz we, you know, both grew up in a Baptist church house, you know, and you know, always hearing a pastor, you know, preach to you and, you know, tell you these different things that, you know, that are in the Bible and you're never really reading it for yourself, but coming to the knowledge of, you know, the truth and reading and really not seeing anything that you were told in there, you know, it kind of messes you up a little bit. So for me, the first thing, you know, that I kind of dealt with a brother was showing me was about, you know, the body being being the soul, because they always say, you know, well, your loved ones are in heaven, and it sound it sounds good. It you know it, it makes you feel you know a little bit more at ease to you know to hear oh you know well they're you know they're with the Lord, but it's not the truth though. It's not that's not the case. And one thing that I've come to realize with being in this truth is you know mi being misinformed is critical, but being uninformed is very dangerous. You know, so you have to always have the the right information because if you don't if you don't get the right information or you never know the right information, it can cost you your salvation. So I called him and I you know told him about well you know nobody's you know in heaven and you don't you know actually have a, a soul inside of you you know you you are the soul. You know God said in Genesis chapter two verse seven that. He created man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So if you become something, then that's what you are. And it made sense to me because I look at, you know, when Jesus died on the cross and he gave up the breath of life, you know, they put, in, they put his body in the tomb. And when they came back to the tomb, his body was gone. But if we follow after how they, you know, say it, supposed to go then they should have found his body because when he gave up that breath then that should have been his spirit or his soul going back to heaven but that wasn't the case so looking at you know small things like that you know that's that's what did it for me and my brother told me he's like look man i don't know what it is that you're dealing with or who you've been talking to you know but you really need to you know watch what you you know what, you, what you're dealing with you know it just it just doesn't sound right you know he told me to not be a follower, you know, that I need to be a leader. And it kind of, you know, it kind of hurt me more than anything because it's not like I'm not reading it out of the Bible to you. You know, it's not something I'm just saying. It's written, you know, right. so it, it, it really hurts, you know. And then, you know, I started changing up the way I was eating and stuff like that. They they connect, oh, if you not if you stop eating pork, now you're a Muslim. I've been called a Muslim. I've been, you know, I've been told I was in a cult. 
and this all you know this all came from you know family so it it, it hurts you know it really hurts but one of the scriptures that I wanted to share was uh, right here in the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6. And um, this, this scripture, you know, is, is something that I, I like to, you know, always look back at because we, we do have to be patient with our, our family and, love, you know, family, friends, or whoever it is that we might deal with that, that is not there yet, you know, because this is it's a slow process, you know what I'm saying, a little slower for others sometimes. Uh, Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me, saying thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. So it, it reminds me that, you know, they when you try to come to them, they're, they're rejecting, you know what I'm saying, the knowledge of this word. They're rejecting the truth. And this is this is the reason that a lot of people are lost today. Our people don't know who they are, and this is this is the reason because they reject this. We're going to go ahead and over to Sister Crystal. Thank you so much, brother, for your comments. Um, same question applies to you, and for those who just tuned in, the question on the table is this: When you first came into the truth. What was it like for you when you went to the closest ones that you love and tried to share the truth with them and they began to reject it? How did you deal with it? What's your personal story, Sister Crystal? Um, when I first came into the truth, um, it uh, uh, wasn't as as hard at first because I had somebody there in the truth with me. Uh, to help me, you know, to understand and understand about being rejected. But when I took it to my brother, wow, it was really, really, we really, really bumped heads really bad. He did not agree with anything that I had to say. I sent him videos. I sent him um, uh, little scripts and stuff like that to read and stuff. And he even, you know, got to the point to where, you know, he was so sure that, you know, this is something that's made up. This is something definitely uh, it's a cult. And so I sent him a video of, you know, Pastor Bowie. Um, uh, and um, so I said, just listen to it. I said, don't close, close your ears to it. Just listen. He said, I'm not going to listen to that garbage. You know, it's nothing but garbage. And, you know, this man is, you know, he's an old man. And, you know, it, he really just made me feel really, really bad. But I did not back down. I stood on what I knew and I stood on what I believed. And so, you know, I said, well, you know, it hurts. And, you know, he, we went back and forth for the longest on this until I decided that I wasn't going to do it anymore. I said, well, I have done my part, Lord. And, you know, it hurt me really bad, you know, to know that, you know, you're excited about the truth and you want to take it to your family because you want your family to be saved and you want them to know this truth and know how to walk and, you know, live righteous and everything. And so you, that's, those are the first ones you want to take it to because you love your family and you want to see them walking with you. And, right. but they, I was 
just rejected with that, and, you know, it really, really hurt me really bad, and I never let it be known that, you know, how bad it really hurt me because I was excited, and I was new in the truth and everything, and, you know, I just wanted to have my family there too. And so I just, you know, I handled it in a different way because people uh, sometimes they're hurt really bad, you know, and they don't know how to handle it. But the first step and the first thing that I would say is that it depends on the length of your rejection as to how you respond to it. The length of it is, is how you respond to it. So, you know, I did not respond to it in the way that, you know, I knew that, you know, he probably was pushing, you know, for me, too, to tear me down. I keep finding holes in your stuff. And, okay, that's cool. But I just handled it a different way. So I did not make room in my heart for rejection. Mm-hmm. I didn't there make room there. I did not make room because when you make room for it, it lives. And so I did not, I wasn't going to allow that to live in my heart. I forgave, and I said, Lord, I pray for him, and I pray for all of my family. I love each and every one of them, and I want to see them on the same path. And so that's how I got to uh, become where I was with it. But I also would read, I wanted to read um, Isaiah 53. um, Yes. Um, Isaiah 53, 1, it's Isaiah 53, yeah, uh, verse 3. It says, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we, and we hid as if were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. So I, I thought about that. I'm like, God was hated. Look what he went through for us. I said, so am I going to allow this little uh, uh, rejection to take over me and not, and I not go and continue with spreading his word and trying to bring others to the truth? Look what he went through. He went through a whole lot more than that. And so, you know, and I'm just like, you know, I, I, I'll just pray for them. And I and I love them and everything, and I just ask God to just open their eyes and, you know, help them to see who they really are and bring them to the truth. Thank you so much for your comments, sis. Before I go into my comment, I'm going to uh, go to the caller, 704-713. I don't want to keep them on hold any longer. Um, 704-713, state your name and where you're calling from. This is uh, Brother Willie from uh, Mount Holly, North Carolina. Hey, Brother Willie. How you doing, man? Hey, man. I'm doing Happy good. Seven. How you doing? Happy Sabbath. That's good. That's good. We, the, the, the discussion and the question on the table is when you first came into the truth and you began to share it with those whom you love, those who were closest to you, uh, what was that experience like? I'm pretty sure, like most of us, you you were rejected by some of them. And how did you deal with that rejection? Tell us your story. Uh, first of all, I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, I, I believe it was Sister Savannah said it was around Christmas time. Uh, it was yeah. the same for myself. Uh, I was running around trying to, you know, make sure I got 
you know, people presence and, you know, just stressing out, spending money I didn't have. <laughs> but uh, I came across a lesson from uh, IOG Atlanta called The Christmas Spirit. And that lesson right there, just it's like the scales fell off my eyes and my eyes were open. And, you know, when you experience something like that, you want your family to experience what what you're feeling. You want them to be, you know, uh, be saved from the lake of fire because the lake of fire is real. <laughs> and yes. and, and you, you, you don't want your family to, to experience, you know, what's going to happen if they're not in the truth. Um, it's, it's like they, they accepted me uh, coming into the truth, but they really didn't want to change, you know, from, from I guess, the Sunday teachings, what we're taught in the Sunday church. And, it, and it's hurtful because, you know, you want your family to, to, to be in the truth also. It hurt, hurts for a moment, but then when you think about uh, your relationship with the Father and what he's going to do to you if you don't say anything, if you, you know, if you just, if you don't let it be known what you believe and, and what you came into, that's, that's what, you know, I had to fear the Lord in me, so... By me not saying anything, that that resonates more than 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 the rejection part. If that makes sense. Feel you, feel you. Yes, yes, it makes a, it so, makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> so I I fear more of what will happen to me if I didn't say anything. So me being a man of God and and me being the head of my house, you know, I felt it, you know, responsible for my family members to. To know, you know, why I don't come to certain things on the Sabbath, why I don't celebrate this, why I don't celebrate that, and uh, I think you spoke with my wife Teresa uh, a while ago. She she's here right beside me. I think she she had a quick comment also. Yes, bring on Happy Sabbath, sis. Tell let everybody know your name. Happy Sabbath. This is Teresa Andrews. We're part of the IOG in Charlotte. Yes, but we're but we're in Mount Holly. I'm fantastic. Good to hear from you. You too. You too. Tell everybody your personal experience of when you came into the truth and you began to share with your loved ones and um, the rejection that came with it and how you dealt with it. Well, my journey started back in 1993, and um, it started with Rastafarians who were showing me that Jesus was coming back. And my journey, my spiritual quest was I went from one thing to the next, from uh, studying um, the Rastafarian religion, Buddhism, Judaism, uh, Catholicism, and then <laughs> um, I ended up with uh, Israel God. Um, on my journey, what happened was I was um, always reading the scriptures for myself. I had stopped going to the Sunday worship. And um, I ran across Brother Bowie, who reminded me so much of my father. My father was a straight-to-the-gut kind of person. You can either take it and receive it, <laughs> or you right. can um, do whatever you want to do. My dad always said, you know, when you receive knowledge, you might not know um, the purpose of it right away, but you put that in your pocket, what you don't understand, until you're able to uh, utilize it. And when I listened to Brother Bowie, um, I think it's been about three years ago now, um, 
I was like, wow, that's what drew me to uh, the Israel of God. Because the things that I had already been reading on my own, he was bringing it to fruition and making me recognize the things that were before me with my family and stuff. So when I began to get the knowledge, I started sharing it with my family. And even though my father gave me that nugget of wisdom, he was one of the people that said, (laughs) and I love my dad, God rest his soul, where did you get that from? You know what I'm saying? Are you a part of some cult? And I said, no, Daddy, just listen to the word. It's just the word of God. We read the word, and that's what the word of God says. Before he passed away, praise God, I was able to share the word of God with him, and he was able to sit and listen to the word with me. And so that is one of the highlights of my life, knowing that I was able to share the word of God with my father. But before he passed away, everybody was rejecting me. You know, I've been called crazy, and I was called, you know, this girl now went off on the deep end, and I was called these different things and everything but the child of God because I didn't want to, uh, I told them I'm not doing Christmas anymore. Jeremiah told me not to be cutting down trees uh, and decorating them with ornaments. I was giving them scripture, you know what I'm saying? The Word of God says that I have to keep the Ten Commandments. I got to follow God's law, His royal law. No killing, no murdering. I have to, don't tell any lies. You know, don't covet or lust. You know, those things. Honor your father and your mother. And I told my dad before he passed away, I said, hey, you know, I love you. I love my mama. I love my siblings. But I'm not going to let you, my mama, my sister, my brother, or nothing separate me from God. And so once I learned who God was, that's what I wanted to live. And so no matter what people do, I'm going to give you the scripture before I go, which is Matthew 10 and 14. And it says, and whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake the dust off of your feet. And that's what I had to do. My daddy also told me, he said, sometimes you have to feed people with a long-handled spoon. And that's what I've had to do with my own family. God told Abraham, depart from your kindred in order for him to bless them. And so the father was able to bless us because, and, and I'm including my husband now because we're one, because we stand on the promises of God. We don't allow nothing and nobody separate us from the love of God. We do the will of the Father. We do what we're supposed to do. And so God is able to bless us. Even in the midst of this COVID-19, people need to understand that if you receive the blessings of God, utilize the blessings of God, use wisdom. Not going out there and being amongst other people doesn't mean that you don't trust God. We just use wisdom. And Brother Bowie, God bless him. Thank God he's uh, uh, recovered from COVID-19. He has had to be around a lot of different people, but God brought him out. So I'm going to say this, that as you go through the transition of sharing the word of God with people, faint not. Faint not. Habakkuk 2 and 3, I believe, tells us the right division now. Whatever you desire, believe that it's going to come to pass. Though it tarry, it shall come to fruition if you if you faint not. So I pray and, and I ask God to bless you all as you go through your trials and tribulations with struggling with your families, that God is able to bring you through, but faint not, because all truth is going to come to the light. 
Keep standing. God bless you and stay inspired. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate that. And I'll close out with my personal um, um, testimony. And I've had many. Um, I did not come up in the conventional church like my sister who just spoke uh, was talking about. She said Rastafari and different things of that sort. So I came up, of course, in the Jehovah Witness religion. My mom is an over 50-year Jehovah Witness to this day. Um, And then I studied with the Nation of Islam um, also. And, you know, so I I never had the journey of the Sunday church. You know, uh, I actually rejected a lot of the teachings of the Sunday church um, you know, my thing was, you know, militancy and black power and those things. And so I've always been on a search and a quest for knowledge. But when I ran into um, um, Brother Julius over 27 years ago, and uh, we were working together at the job, we would debate each other every day. You know, uh, we would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And... Um, a lot of the things that we debated were not necessarily um, scripturally based, um, but they were, but, but they were spiritual in nature. But what got me with him is that he always knew where to find what he was looking for to support his argument. And I was like, man, I need to add that to my repertoire. But um, a little bit later on, you know, during the transition and some things that happened in my life with my son passing away. And, and, and those type of things, I began to search more and journey more. And Brother Julius and I even got closer than what we already were. We were already brothers. Um, but he would begin to bring me to um, Brother Stearns, which was Brother Bowie's teacher. So I was blessed to uh, sit under Brother Stearns and listen to him teach a few times. And um, talked to him on the phone as well as Brother Julius, which Brother Julius was just an extension of Brother Stearns. And then um, I, w- I began to go to the Israel of God <clears throat> also as well. And um, at the time I was dating my wife now, but I was dating her then. And so I began to make the transition during our relationship. So I wasn't always a member of the Israel of God. I wasn't always teaching. From the time that she met me, I wasn't teaching. So when I began to learn this thing a little bit more, I began to share this thing with her a little bit more, and then she began to go with me to the Sabri room, which is where the Israel of God in Chicago used to have our um, feast days. So I remember taking her to the feast day one time. It was the Passover, and I forgot to tell her that she needed a hair covering. What I do that for? So the only thing that she had was a winter scarf, and y'all know how hot it be. So she's trying to hang in there, got the winter scarf over her head, and she's sweating, and, you know, she's gotten it down a little bit, and the sister behind her kept trying to put it over her head for her. She turned around. She was like, don't you touch me, you know. And so uh, from that experience and just not coming up in Um, what we have been learning, you know, with this particular Bible. It's been tough for my wife to accept um, uh, what, you know, we've been teaching totally. And so um, amongst all the other people that I shared it with, family members, friends, coworkers, and everything like that, some have received it, some have not received it. But the fact that my wife have not come all the way on board with it, that's probably the closest thing that has touched me. 
um, like most of you all have talked about your experience about the closest, the one that hurt you the most or whatever. And so I continue to be patient, you know, uh, with my wife. I pray um, for us, and I pray that, you know, God reveals some of the things that he has revealed to me, to her, as I teach more and as she watches more. But we don't do Christmas. We don't do Easter, or she doesn't. Y'all already know I don't do it. But uh, I'm saying we, because we're husband and wife now, we don't do any of those man-made holidays or any of those man-made Celebration. She respect the fact that my Sabbath day is, you know, the Sabbath day, and um, I'm going to watch Bible class or attend if if we're open. I'm going to do this show that we do now and the youth show also as well. But it is a journey, you know, and none cuts closer to home than your husband or your wife or your significant other, and so. Um, as we move forward as man and wife, as husband and wife, and as a couple, you know, I continue to pray that she sees, um, um, you know, God through my walk, you know. And so that that would be my example. Um, I also want you guys to pray, continue to pray for her. She was, she did test positive for having COVID-19. Um, the, the tougher days are past us. Um, we are on day 10 now, I believe. It's about day 10 or day 11 since she started coming down with symptoms. But she did go through the fevers, the headaches, and now she's um, at the end stage of having no taste, um, no smell, and uh, being nauseous. So she's at this end stage of that. Um, I do want to share a scripture with all of you all in regards to this. And... Um, it comes from the book of Matthew, the 13th chapter. And I'm going to start at verse 3. It says, And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a soul went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. And the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell on stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell on thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought fruit forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Who have ears, let them hear. So this parable, they couldn't understand. And then Jesus broke it down at verse 18. He said, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and doesn't understand it, then comes the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is which received seed by the wayside. So as soon as you begin to share this with someone, and they say, Man, I never looked at it like that. The wicked one is going to come right behind you and try to say something to them to discourage them from learning more of what you had to say. Verse 20, but he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that hears the word and anon with joy receiveth it. Yet he has no root in himself, but dureth for a while for when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, 
by and by he is offended. So here's the other person that you shared the word with. Now, they want to hurry up and get out there and start sharing what you taught them with other people. But they're not grounded enough. They don't have root enough. So they don't have enough to really prove their ministry or protect themselves from the people who's going to come against them. So guess what happened? They don't last that long. It says at verse 22, he also that receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word. And the care of this world and the deceitfulness of the riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. So again, you got sickness. You got problems with your parents. You got problems with your significant other, your loved ones. Those things begin to choke the word inside of you. You just received it, and you can't allow it to grow. Because the cares of this world, you have allowed those things to distract you and choke the word that you just began to receive. But here's the final one at verse 23, Matthew 13 and 23. But he that receives seed into the ground, into the good ground, is he that hears the word and understands it, which also bears fruit. And brings forth sometimes a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. So those of you who is ripe and ready because you've been broken down. And now it's time for God to give you a breakthrough. You can't have a breakthrough unless you've already been broken. And now whenever you go into the ground to plant something, you have to break the ground. You have to break through in order to, for the seed to be planted. And now you're broken. And now the ground, your spirit, now it's time for you to receive the word. It's planted inside of you. Good ground. You're ready to receive it. And you understand it now because you are spiritually mature as opposed to what you were before. Now when you go and share this with other people, those who are ready and got good ground for the seed to be planted, you can begin to multiply the word of God and other people. So, brothers and sisters, it is time for our final word, 60 seconds to all the hosts. You have been listening to Reboot Your Faith. Our subject is the rejected and despised. It is nothing new. Jesus went through it before we ever did as Sister Crystal Wells most eloquently put it. How was it for you when you first came into the truth and you began to share it with those whom you loved? How did you deal and how are you dealing with the rejection? Let's go ahead and go to our host for their final words, 60 seconds. We're going to start with you, Sister Savannah. What was your thoughts on today's show? I think today's show was excellent. I think everyone brought their stories and um, just shared their experiences, and it just allows us to relate and to become more closer with just everything that we're going through with dealing with the truth and walking in this truth. Um, but my final thought is, is that we just have to continue to pray for all of our loved ones, family, friends, brothers, and sisters. Um, we just have to pray for everyone and just pray that the Lord you know, allows them to be awakened to the truth and allows them to accept the truth and knowledge of him. You know, we just have to just pray for everyone. No matter what they may tell you or what, how they may act towards you, we can't hold that to heart. We have to 
know that the Lord God has already told told us that this was going to happen and that we have to just move forward with planting his seeds. Uh, let's go to Brother Bakersman, your final thoughts on today's show. Uh, today's show was, was very great. It was very awesome. I loved hearing everything everyone uh, had to bring from their uh, personal experiences with dealing with the uh, the rejection because different walks of life, but we are all dealing with some of the same issues, especially uh, coming into the truth and, and dealing with uh, our loved ones. Uh, I just have a scripture that I wanted to end with uh, from Second Corinthians chapter 12. Because this is a daily battle, and we have to keep our spiritual eyes on at all times. Second um, Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 8. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. All right. We're going to go ahead and go to Sister Crystal. Give us your final thoughts on today's show. Um, I thank everyone for bringing, um, telling your stories and your experiences uh, with being uh, rejected and despise. Um, and I also would like to say to everyone, uh, rejection is tough at any age. It can be tough with children as well. So, you know, we just have to know that, you know, it's not just one going through that. We all go through rejection, but it's just how we handle it. Um, as servants of God, we must be obedient to God and forgive the rejecter. It is hard to do, but it is not the person that's rejecting. It's the spirit behind them. And so we have to recognize that as well because just because we are being rejected, it's not that it doesn't mean that the person is rejecting you. It's the spirit behind the person. Um, So um, also I say that they they may not hear you now, but, you know, we must know we got to pray for them that they get understanding and do not allow rejection to keep you from continuing to spread the gospel. So someone is going to hear you at some point. Someone is going to hear you. I know it may hurt to be rejected and to be despised, but turn to God for your healing. He knows all about it. He was rejected too. But he right. kept on loving till the end. I leave. I want to leave you with um, also before I give my scripture. We, I want to say as well that we must first reject any thoughts, words, or actions. This is the first step to healing. You have to reject those, and you know. And once you do that, then you will not allow it to take place. Um, and, and inside of you that would cause you to have a it last forever and ever and ever. You let that rejection cause you to keep holding that in your heart. Um, I want to leave you with um, John 1 and 11. Um, let me get there. Okay. Um, he came unto his own, 
and his mm. own received him not. Okay, this is the same thing. Look what Jesus did. He came to his own, and they rejected him. And so I know that that had to hurt. And so that's the same for us. So if God went through that, and he He made it through that. And, and so the same for us, we're going to have to make it through it. It's love. It's no time limit on it. How long you should feel rejected, it's no time limit. Just pray and ask God to heal you and ask him to help you through it. And just remember to forgive. You have to forgive because these people are not rejecting us. It's they're rejecting God. And so that's my final word for today. And thank everyone for joining. And, you know, hopefully that you have learned something here today that will help you to get through your rejection. Thank you. All right. And, uh, man, this has been a phenomenal, phenomenal um, program today, and I'm so high today. And we definitely invite all of you all Tuesday at 7 p.m., for the Bible Show Truth Hour, um, we're going to do a lesson called The Four Elements of God. And um, all kind of lessons are are on this page. Just go to the page and click on videos, and you'll see all the lessons that we do on this page. And please like this page. I want to close with this. I want to close with um, Matthew, the sixth chapter. All right? And, again, we want to thank everybody who have tuned in today. And please help us share today's program um, it helps us get the word out, and it helps us invite people who may be dealing with this same issue or other issues that they just need a word for. Let's go to Matthew, the sixth chapter, verses one through four. It says, and he went out from thence and came into his own country, his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, there's that Sabbath day again, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, So whence have this man these things? Where did this man learn these things from? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and, and, and Joseph and of Judah and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. Because here's someone that grew up in their same neighborhood, on their own block, in their own city. Yet, he's been anointed and blessed to receive knowledge from his father God. So much so that they were astonished that they had to ask himself, ain't this the carpenter's son? The son of, 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 of is it this the carpenter, the son of Mary? We know this boy. And then, but Jesus said unto them, at verse 4, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. So you're not going to be accepted amongst your family and friends the same way that you're going to be accepted by strangers, brothers and sisters. So know this going into the game. 
And if you know this going into the game, once it rears its ugly head, then you won't be so much caught off guard. You will already be expecting it. On behalf of Sister Savannah, Brother Baker's man, Sister Crystal, I am your brother Black Ice. And on behalf of Team Truth Hour, we thank you for listening and watching another edition of Reboot Your Faith, The Rejected and Despised. Happy Sabbath, everyone.